0: The left have managed, without most people's knowledge, to corrupt an entire generation of kids.
1: Grumpy old Hello and welcome to episode number one hundred and sixty-eight of Grumpy Old Man's for Monday, June 14th, 2021. I'm Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside of Chirac. We're over the weekend. 43 47 people shot three fatally. Yay.
0: And from America's Left Coast, where after a poor auto translation, I jumped into Halo and started celibli- celebrating Frag Day. Hey, I'm Ryan Bemrose. You know, frags are people too. I,
1: I, I just had to make a flag day joke, is all. Oh, flag day! Yeah, I know people were blowing up stuff last night. I mean, it yes. Well, they do. Th- hey, the <laughs> The last half of June it always has that. It's like, oh, it's almost the Fourth of July.
0: Let's start blowing stuff up. Well, around here we get the the extra special. Like in the city, it's not legal to light fireworks. And of course they do it anyway, uh, but it is legal to sell fireworks in Washington at state approved stands, but the state approved stands only have the, the really crappy stuff like the sparklers and the little smoke makers and uh, um things that don't so, go boom. So yeah, not things that don't go boom and things that don't have open flames. Those are what you're allowed to get in, in the state of Washington. But the the thing is, we have these native American reservations where the state of Washington laws don't apply. And so if you want the good stuff, you either go, you go up to the res or across the water. There's a really good one uh, over on uh, Bainbridge Island and um, you can find everything and then you bring it home and you illegally light it off. And so the last two weeks of June, is just people, you know, people go out and spend six, $700 on fireworks that are not technically something you're allowed to light. And so I guess it was good that it was raining so hard this weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the fireworks, but I've never been able to understand why I would want to spend that kind of cash to just go blow things up. I would rather. Buy things that I can keep. Dick measuring. Yeah, I guess. So you can be like, hey, I made the whole neighborhood rock, man. They heard me 14 miles away. It's like, yeah. I mean, they're okay. But I've never been a big fan of the fireworks. Now, Every now and then, like Disney, back in the day, they would do a nice presentation, and it would all be color-coordinated and set to music. And that I can appreciate as a show. But the just guys in the backyard, and it's going, Boom, 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 boom. It doesn't really do much for me.
0: Well, that's because you're not there. (laughs) I have been present for some impressive personal fireworks shows where I get, you know, you get invited to a a house right on the water. And uh, one of my fraternity brothers, we ended up going, this was uh, New Year's of 2000, I think, or one of them. 2001 something um where we got invited to a place right on the Puget Sound and they had a long pier uh that they launched all their fireworks off the end of the pier which is good because uh you know there were things like a launcher falling over and firing a mortar straight back at the crowd that was entertaining <laughs> uh yeah which wasn't quite as bad as when a couple of drunk frat guys decided to grab mortars and start just shooting them at each other
1: <laughs> yeah that's, including- See, that's that's where you get nicknames like lefty yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, if if I recall, one of those, uh, the dog lost an eye.
1: Progo presents, says it used to be one night of terror. Now it's three weeks of terror. That is kind of what the Fourth of July I, and fireworks have turned into. Yeah. I I mean, if you're if you're frightened by that sort of
0: thing, I'm not particularly a fan of. I mean, when when the live mortar shell ends up going in through the sliding glass door into the living room and then explodes inside the house. Yeah. I, I get a little bit concerned and that that also may have happened, but otherwise, I mean, it's good, clean fun. And you know, people, they well, it's a tell more, someone, it's a little more tell concerning. someone versus an eye.
1: Well, yeah. And that sucks. Let me tell you. And if you have, which we don't, but I know a few people that have dogs that just totally freak out when the fireworks are going off. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not
0: fun. Uh, Let me tell you what. It's a perfectly healthy response for a dog to go hide in the bedroom underneath the desk. Yeah. okay, Your dog has PTSD the rest of the life. But can you tell? (laughs) But no, the the problem happens. And this, by the way, is the retriever who uh, lost an eye was when the dog is not afraid of the fireworks and goes, oh, that thing just flew way out in there.
1: I'm going to go retrieve it before it explodes. We're going to play fetch. (laughs) Yeah, when when they try to fetch, that's that's a problem for the dogs. Keep your animals away from explosives. That shouldn't have to be a public service announcement. But yet we've made it anyway. But hey, in Chicago, you're going to get shot anyway. So what's the difference? No different. Those are explosives with side effects. True. Forty seven like shot three fatally only, though. So, I mean, the, the only percentage, percentage. yeah, this is this was actually really safe for <laughs> it was a pretty safe weekend for Chicago.
0: Have they ever considered like just not letting guns into Chicago? Do you think don't you think that would fix
1: everything? They have some of the most severe gun penalties in in the world, but uh, they don't enforce them. And they wonder why then the laws don't work. I mean, you can't hold criminals responsible for what they do, can we? So over the weekend, um, we
0: we we discussed this uh, privately, independently. We've learned something interesting out of all of the topics on Grumpy Old Bens that we spew uninformed opinions about left and
1: right. Wait, uh, wait, wait wait, 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 Minimum, we spew semi-informed opinions. Well, I, yeah, most of them are.
0: <laughs> no, there have been one or two uninformed opinions. I'm just being charitable here. No, okay. So for for the dozens of topics and even hundreds of topics that we spew highly informed opinions about here on Grumpy Old Bens. The one that brings out the zealots and the trolls and the cultists the most it seems to be crypto. Yeah. So we we had the discussion and we were thinking, you know, do we just stop talking about crypto? Because, I mean, it's hardly worth it for the number of angry, ranty <laughs> messages that we get about how we have no Freaking clue what the hell we're talking about every time we mention Bitcoin or altcoin or anything or or Cardano, which is apparently never going to be a thing.
1: No, not and gonna happen.
0: Our our discussion was uh, you know, should we just quit talking about that on this show?
1: And uh and we figured do we enjoy triggering people or do we not enjoy triggering people? And um what did we come down with that we enjoy triggering people, I think it was? I mean, it's what we do. <laughs> it seems to be entertaining.
0: Embrace me. the hate, spew intentionally bad opinions about crypto. Yep, we're getting to that, Progo.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. But I love. Well, but, but bad opinions are not
0: necessarily wrong opinions. They're just opinions that the zealots don't like.
1: Well, and we cover things that we talk about things that isn't, aren't necessarily our point of view. Things like the electric amount of electricity used with crypto. Oh, yeah. But it's being discussed by other people, including those in the government who actually make the laws. So, yeah, like like we we get a lot of heat, a a lot about talking
0: about the fact that a proof of work takes a lot of electricity and people coming back with, well, that's a feature and you should stop being so green. I'm like, uh, okay, first of all, you know, my policy on this earth first, we'll strip mine the other planets later. Let's use up all these resources. I'm cool with that. I won't be here when we run out. So I'm fine with But. There are a lot of people out there for whom the high electricity cost is a real problem. And those people who happen to, you know, through illegitimate election or otherwise be running the government of the United States and a number of other countries are pushing the green agenda, uh, just came out on TV and said that. Uh, forget every other problem that the United States, forget the economy, forget every, climate change is the only thing that we're going to be focusing on. That was that
1: came out recently. Well, yeah, Joe Biden said that. Well, yeah. not only that, he said that is what the generals at the Pentagon told him and Barack. First thing when Barack Obama got into office, and so we're now going back 12 plus years with the concept that climate change is the most important thing that we need to worry about for the safety of the United States of America. This is the president saying this. So, yeah, I would say the Green New Deal is firmly on the front burner at this point. I mean, Pentagon
0: generals aren't what they used to be. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like go,
0: Go back to the era of Bush when when they're like the number one problem that the United States faces is that we don't have enough cocaine or heroin flowing from Afghanistan. So let's go bomb shit.
1: I mean, you know, that, at least they were real generals back then. The generals uh, always want to bomb stuff and, well, climate change. Yes. I mean, you don't bomb. Stuff, I mean, you that climate. Change, Maybe we don't can
0: bomb climate change back. And I don't know. <laughs> that would be. But awesome. anyway, the, the point, though, is that regardless of what you and I think of this, uh, the fact that there are greenies running everything means that if if you are on board with a technology that uses uh uh, what was the quote i read this morning i I have no idea i did not fact check this but it was claimed bitcoin uses more power than the country of argentina
1: yeah that's what i I, I was that's um, from a bunch of smaller countries yeah it uses more the whole just day-to-day all the operations of people doing stuff with crypto takes a lot of energy
0: and, and, you know, I don't know if that particular fact is true or not. And, and if it's not, I guarantee I'll get three messages about it from. But it doesn't make the the proof of work is a hot button topic right now. And so here on this show, we got to talk about it. I mean, we don't have to, but we're going
1: to. It's it's a thing. Yeah. And we don't mind using power. I mean, I've talked about multiple times how ComEd keeps sending me stuff like your efficient neighbors are using this. And then your average neighbors are using this. And then here are you you jerk over twice what your average neighbor's using like i'm using the power i don't mind people using power i use power to do some ethereum mining i mean i don't care about the power use but the rest of the world does and that's something to consider and the concept of saying stupid things like cardano's not happening or in this case like you guys said that you know the energy use is inherently bad and it's like well, can you then get get me a clip? Show me exactly where we said the energy use was bad. I can't go back and listen to that travesty again. You guys are just so dumb. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, <laughs> asshole. Bye, bye.
0: Then yeah, so that, that was well, that was my favorite note of the week.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like well, then don't listen. We don't care. It's okay. I, 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 I mean, I, if I, you're going to tell us we're wrong, then show us where specifically yeah. we're wrong. Improve your point, and then maybe we'll be like, oh, well, thank you for enlightening
0: and, us and that, that that was my point in the whole thing i didn't i didn't quite get as as worked up as you did just now but <laughs> well, it's for I fun. mean I, trust me i can if i really tried to <laughs> but i didn't have to because you did right but uh, that my my favorite part about that was uh, what do you think you're hell okay we get an, a, a note saying uh, you guys have no idea what you're talking about well okay so explain what what did we say and what is, the, well, I can't go back and, and listen to what was wrong. You know, it's painful and cringy. Okay. Well then I guess we're just going to do it again. Aren't we? Cause we have no idea what you're talking about.
1: We're just going to double down. That's what we do. We double okay. down on our ignorance here on grumpy old Ben's. So
0: now that we've, we've spent a ton of time, uh, you know, berating the people who support our show, <laughs> which is what you do. That's the other thing is, is, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who are very into Bitcoin and keep giving There, uh, in, in a lot of cases. We're getting great information. It's too bad we didn't have the information before the show, before we made. But but I, I am learning that that Bitcoin today. Is a lot like Linux was 20 years ago, where the absolute best way to get the right information from these people who are very private and generally want to shut up and don't you just say the wrong information and you will guaranteed you will get the correction immediately. And so I'm getting great information. I just I, I there's maybe tone
1: down on the anger or, or come on here as a guest and then show all your anger. That that'd work too. Or point out specifics are important. I mean, that is a big deal because when you're talking about very wide ranging topics, when somebody just says stuff like, Oh, they're wrong about everything they say, it's like, well, no, that's a lie because that's not true. But uh, I mean, sometimes it's fun to just to berate the experts. I played a track on the no agenda rock and roll pre-show at the end the other day that i didn't realize was a uh, three-minute prince track i mean at the end of the rock and roll pre-show there are times i just need to grab something to fit the amount of time that i need what was that
0: supposed to be a track i thought that was just like uh, a, a setup for the concert where he was unhappy with the lighting level or something no
1: that was during the show as prince spent about a minute and a half of the three-minute song berating the light lighting guy with lights down lights off lights off lights off and i'm like no. sometimes rock and roll is uh is just yelling at the lighting guy and sometimes that's what we do here in our own way it
0: is- reminds me of one i don't know if you've heard it or not but uh christian bale had one of the most fantastic rants uh by six, seven years ago uh where he uh he went off on a uh a profanity laced tirade mostly uh, apparently one of the lighting guys had walked through his scene incorrectly or something. I don't know. Some, some of the, these talent are, are really, uh, well, some of the talent. Yeah. Which I, you know, I guess I can relate now that I'm the talent on this show, but, uh, he had this great rant where, you know, the, it's like, is it with you? And the guy was like, I was looking at the lights, and you know, if you're still, I'm off this set. If you're still hired here tomorrow, you're out. And like, it was a great rant. And then somebody put it to music and it became really catchy. <laughs> and if you haven't heard that one, you should. And I'm not looking it up right now. See, no, but if we can go viral,
1: we could get a lot more people to listen to the show. And that would be good. Yeah.
0: Well, then if you take the rant that I just did and put it to music, will that go viral? Probably not because I said it.
1: Right. <laughs> See, once you say you want to go viral, then you can't go viral. You have to pretend that's, you know nothing but that's about not what going mar, viral. No,
0: marketing companies sell that exact thing all the time. They <laughs> try. I always love when a marketing company comes out like, "We can make you can we can make your product
1: go viral." No, you can't. You can. You hit it once. Ask Sir Carl with a K about going viral. I mean, it takes oh, I a think lot he's of. He's a little more savvy than that, but yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah, he is, and uh, that's why he gets paid the big bucks if you can pull that kind of stuff off. Because it's a lot of times is you have to make it look like it was oh accidental this wasn't set up at all and that's the big game now on social media when the stuff goes viral like real or set up and I think people's bullshit meter is really getting broken and it's getting harder and harder to tell but uh, it doesn't stop the zealots bullshit is
0: becoming a lot more savvy too
1: yeah And, and the zealots are coming out when you say stuff they don't like and the crypto is another one of these things that is like a religion to a lot of people which i think is kind of funny it is imaginary cash people that's all it is it's a mathematical equation it's imaginary it doesn't really exist and uh i understand people place value on it but it could disappear tomorrow and i don't i think a lot of these elves don't understand that part that what yeah. would happen to bitcoin if you know joe in his cronies now decided to make it a felony to hold or trade or do anything with it. I mean, we talked about El Salvador with them making, speaking of imaginary cash. Yeah. It's not an imaginary country, but uh,
0: no, no, but the the cash, we're not sure. I, I, during my research on this one, I learned about something and, and I know there's going to be a lot of people out there like, well, duh, but I didn't know about this. I learned about a stable coin called tether. Yes, and on, on the topic of imaginary cash. But, but what were you going to bring up?
1: No, well, that is, I mean, the concept that this stuff is starting to happen around the world that we do now have a country. I mean, it's El Salvador, so it's not like it's the United States or China or a huge. Well, yeah, power but there are real yet.
0: people there trying to, to eke out a living. So, I, yes. I mean, don't
1: discount them. <laughs> no, I'm not discounting. I'm just saying it's a small maneuver. This is one of those things where. uh you know, this is a trial, which is like what we're supposed to do in the United States. You know, one state should try the crazy thing like socialized medicine. Then the other 49 can go, huh, did that work or did that not work? We can decide if we want to do that here. So it's going to be interesting to watch El now, Salvador. Yeah, that, that's
0: how it works in theory. But in practice, one state tries it and then and then somebody pushes for a federal law to push all the other states to be mandated.
1: I, well, that's oh. just because freedom's not important now. Yeah, there is that. But the yeah, the tether coin is an interesting concept, which for any of the crypto to be used by the average person as a currency, I believe this is one of the things that needs to be in the currency is that it doesn't vastly change the value from minute to minute because it's a lot harder to use if you don't know, you know, if you walk out of the house. With what you think is worth $20. And by the time you get to your haircut, you know, to your barber, now that's only worth 10 and they charge 20. Well, now what?
0: And and Tether does have that property. Its its value is not valid varying up and down. It's, it's much more following a classic pyramid. Yeah. Like pyramid scheme.
1: <laughs> this, well, this is the problem with a lot of the cryptos and the zealots won't like you talking about that one as well, which is it is influenced. By forces that nobody really quite understands, and the more you have the making big moves will drive the price up and down, but uh you know the tether is a uh I think where a crypto will have to go to get people to use it as a currency now for people speculating, sure Bitcoin will be around until it's made illegal in a majority of the countries which it may be. the United States if you're doing the research on this, you'll see. More and more now, especially since Joe's in there, they're very interested in getting an official United States crypto out there. And I have no idea what that would look like. I have no idea if that would be tied to the value of the dollar. But the minute there's an official crypto in the country, then you also have other stuff to worry about.
0: Well, like you have an official crypto. That'd be my first worry. Well, there's plenty of those. Um, I'm going to read off uh, some bullet points because I I actually ran out of time trying to prepare my notes, so I'm going to go to the website. You need Um, more bullets? Well, I'm not in Chicago, and they don't actually reach this far. (laughs) They just keep raining No, I'm not asking. No, no. People in Seattle, I'm not asking for more bullets. I've, I've got. My my ammo pantry has got what I need. You
1: see, I mean, right if you now. really were serious about the resources of the world, you would design a bullet that could be reused. I mean, why do you have to keep buying new bullets? Well, they can be. You just melt them down, and cast them. No, I mean, you just pick them back up off the ground and put them back in your gun and they work again. Come on.
0: Um, I, I have one of those right in front of me. It's called a Nerf gun.
1: <laughs> That's not quite <laughs> as effective. Uh, except it's highly
0: effective on a cat. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah the cats okay like,
0: so no, um i'm I'm just gonna pull out some interesting bullet points this these came from uh a a set of litigation which was made public by the New York Attorney General uh regarding the tether coin um in twenty seventeen all of tether's money was in their lawyer's personal bank account um the tether has not had an official bank account anywhere in the world for six months maybe not a big deal but if you're you know, if if you're trying to create something that isn't tied to the massive financial system of the world, but if you're trying to tie it to U.S. dollars, maybe you
1: want anyway. So basically uh, the tether, this was kind of similar to the gold standard that if tether had. A million dollars worth of their crypto out there. They actually had a million dollars in an account. Is that how that was working? That, that, that was the claim. Um, there,
0: there's no evidence that it ever happened, but that was the claim. The claim was Tether being a, a quote unquote stable coin is tied one for one to the US dollar and therefore can be used as a, a one for one substitute for dollars. And ideally you transfer back and forth, um, which kind of brings up what's the point, but uh, maybe the point is, is that instead of having to go to a bank, you can just do trans- transfers online for 35% gas fee or something. I'm not sure, but, um, Let's see. They they promised an audit and they failed to complete it. Uh, based on or for transparency, uh, in fact, they have never been audited, as according to the New York Attorney General. Um, the it says they lost nine hundred million to their money launderer, and then <laughs> well, everybody needs a money launderer. I I need a money launderer. I need you know what I need nine hundred million first, and then forget the launderer. Yeah. But um,
1: it, not having an office anywhere in the world. <laughs> Well, you got. If you have crypto, you don't have so, to have an office, man. The world is your office. Um,
0: I I can go ahead and include this article in the show notes. But uh, what they're claiming is that they're the New York AG sued Tether for being a Ponzi scheme. Uh, for uh, you know there there's no evidence that uh, the coin itself has ever uh had the the amount of reserve. There there was one point where one of the people uh claimed. That they had purchased one percent of the global U.S. dollar in order to back their tether coin, um, and most governments don't have the resources to purchase one percent of the global U.S. dollars in circulation, let alone a, a coin. But okay, um, it, it's this article. It it goes a little a little hyperbole because the in the opening paragraph, there's the line: "the largest Ponzi scheme in history." I don't know if that's true or not but here's the part that that made me really kind of take pause um and this one by the way came from one of our trolls from at gene n on no agenda social uh, said, sir, gene. uh sir, gene um said that uh the way strike makes its dollar because we we had mentioned strike in the El Salvador thing with the the Bitcoin beach they're they're kind of Running the new economy that's being overlaid over the city, even though most of the citizens there don't even know it's happening. Um, And strike is is the private company, which is uh, creating a public private partnership with the government of El Salvador, where strike is is managing everything and the El Salvador government. Is taking on all of the risk. So right, right. what's
1: the uh, Strike, what's to hate? Yeah, strikes that Chicago-based company, Yay, that created the app yay, for this to happen and helping with El Salvador. Yes.
0: Um. So Gene says the way that Strike makes its dollars is by holding value in USD. So you can have a Strike wallet with twenty five dollars of Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin goes up ten percent, but your wallet will still have twenty five dollars in uh, US. Um, which means strike is actually making an incredible amount of money on arbitrage. If that's what they're doing, because they're doing kind of what you're doing to me with our donations, which is, is somebody sends in Bitcoin worth $10 and you're like, okay, here's half of that. And credit me. And then it goes up 300% overnight. And I don't see any of that. Um,
1: right. On it, the other side of that, looking at, on the, the, other, yeah. at the last month of Bitcoin, It has been as high as fifty thousand seven hundred and sixty seven dollars and as low as thirty thousand dollars. Oh, yeah.
0: And you know, you're you're assuming all the risk for that. And what I'm doing here is busting your balls, which. Right. right, But this is
1: how it's like if, if this is your business model that you're only going to make money if Bitcoin goes up and we've seen it go drop about half of its value recently. That's not really a good business decision. And it's going to take them a long time to make that cash back, because if somebody's sitting with their strike wallet, And they bought, you know, got a thousand dollars in USD and while it was at 60,000 and then it drops to 30,000. Well, they still got a hundred bucks, but you don't as the company backing this.
0: Well, I, I don't think that there's any any doubt, though, that long term the value continues to go up. And so they're they're definitely making it on that. But more importantly, they're making it on arbitrage where it goes up and down day to day. And if you you know, it's like day trading you you make your money you know by you make your money on the way up you make your money on the way down if you have a big enough pool of money and people who are paying really close attention and a quick uh, connection to the the exchanges
1: yes if you're playing uh, the game exactly right and don't miss out
0: but uh the thing that i i learned and i i can't say this is absolutely certain because uh there there are conflicting reports on it but what it looks like is that strike when they say you have $25 that Strike is not actually storing twenty-five dollars for you. You don't have dollars. What you have is uh, USDT, aka Tether coins, and that that pegged my scamo meter right there. If if Strike is taking your US dollars, converting them into Tether coins, which are, according to the hype, are pegged at one to one to US dollar. But there really isn't that much backing it, even to the point where uh, the attorney general of New York is suing them for being a Ponzi scheme. And this is what the people of El Salvador are getting in exchange for their U.S. dollars. And what the government has just done is uh, they have gone out and made it so that um they made it so that every vendor in El Salvador is required and in fact this law by the way just passed it, we it was proposed when we talked about it on Friday um every, every vendor is required to take BTC and then they don't get dollars they get strike tether um so they're just, not
1: actually taking bitcoin
0: no they're taking bitcoin strike is taking your bitcoin in exchange for you know the from the vendor the a, a cust- Theoretically, a customer comes in and pays Bitcoin for something, and the vendor, who now has Bitcoin, which they can't eat or or store under a mattress, takes it to the the local government. You 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 can take it to a a private firm like Coinbase or something and exchange it that way, or you take it to the local government and say, "I want U.S. dollars," and the government will immediately accepting all risk in the government will immediately convert it at its current market value. However, they decide determine that uh they will immediately switch it out and give you us dollars. But it looks like, you know, if, if strike is the people who are doing this, what you're not getting is us dollars. What you're getting is, is tether dollars. And for as long as tether holds up, that's, those are the same thing. But if, if things are as dire, I don't know. I guess if I were invested in the El Salvador economy or or had my family there trying to make out a living, this would concern me.
1: So if Tether collapses, this El Salvador thing collapses.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm because I'm pretty certain that Strike's agreement with the government there does not say that Strike will cover the accounts of everybody who just lost all their money.
1: You know, it's interesting because when we talked about it on uh, Friday, it was, well, when people are paying with the app to somebody with the app, you know, nothing ever goes back and forth to Bitcoin. And we're wondering, well, how does this all work? Well, I guess that makes a little more sense. Well, actually,
0: the, the law does provide one more thing, and that is that you are allowed to convert your USDT, your tether dollars back to real Bitcoin at any Bitcoin ATM in the country. And by the way, there are two of them. They are both in El Zante, the, the Bitcoin Beach Yes. town. Uh there are none in uh well I the the article, uh, the well, the blog post that I uh was looking at said uh there there don't happen to be any Bitcoin ATMs in the backwater burg of San Salvador, which is their capital country.
1: Yeah, which is they're kind of stuck with yeah. the uh, now, with this now that is a that is a temporary
0: thing. And if they go forward with this, there's going to be a lot more. But it is interesting that, uh, that there aren't any. And uh, by the way, all of these ATMs uh, are expected to be operated by strike. So um, no conflict of interest there.
1: Well, they're making a little bit of money because there's that percentage every time you convert from one to the other. Yeah. If you're strike,
0: this is a really great sca- a business deal.
1: Yeah. that. uh like, as we talked about on Friday, it's going to be interesting to watch this because I don't think we've uh, we've gotten anywhere near the end of this story. No, not even close.
0: The, the, yeah, and and the problem is that uh, you, you, you're not seeing anything about this in any mainstream news. I can't go to I, I can't go to CNBC or Yahoo News or Business Insider or or even bleeping computer and find out about this stuff. So uh, all of my sources are. Uh, questionable because they're mostly, uh, blog posts and, and crypto news sites and, and uh, pretty much everybody talking about this has a stake one way or the other, and therefore right. adjust your bullshit detector accordingly. But, uh, the whole situation looks the the one conclusion I can come to with a lot of certainty is the whole situation is highly volatile and that there's a lot more going on than is being reported.
1: Well, and as stupid as people think we are. When it comes to the crypto, the mainstream media is even worse. And trying to get any coverage on any of this stuff is nearly impossible, which just makes it even harder to understand what's going on, to try to break it down to the point to where you know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, what's going on in El Salvador and with other cryptos that are going on. I mean, again, I mean, I know Cardano is not going to happen. But they just added some smart contracts. They just added something with another crypto, which I thought was interesting to allow for funds to move between the two types of crypto without fees. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. And I, I mean, I get it. A lot of people think Bitcoin is a religion, and maybe Bitcoin itself is the coin that will win. But in the history of anything, in the technology vein, how often does the first iteration of something become the final and best and the one that's most widely accepted? It, it's rare. It is rare that that kind of a thing happens. So, uh, I mean, it's it's fun for people that want to play the games and put some cash into it and watch the numbers swing wildly. Up and down. I mean, again, in the last month, Bitcoin from about 60,000 down to about 30,000. That's half its value. I mean, I'm not a math major like you were, but half its value within a month. I mean, if you started out at the wrong end of this, if you're just Joe Blow, who your government's like, hey, we're going to do Bitcoin now, and you're like, well, here, here's my $1,000 that I have in my bank account. I just put it in here. A month later, you didn't buy anything. You come back to your bank account and you see, I've only got five hundred dollars now. You're kind of confused, and uh,
0: well, I, I and your your point is well taken, and you certainly don't have to have, have majored in mathematics at a, at a uh, compromised communist indoctrination <laughs> center, aka college, yes. in order to understand. You just have to understand enough basic arithmetic. Really, you probably just need to have learned basic arithmetic outside of Common Core, but um, it. it yeah, I did. Lost my train of thought again. That happens.
1: Yeah, it's a little H O scale. It just goes right off the right off the track. I but, am.
0: Uh, I, I am. How, how to put? Bitcoin might well be a, a a fantastic technology, and it might even be the way of the future. Uh, you. You know, you're, you're talking about Bitcoin volatility. Oh my gosh, I've lost half of my value. Well, uh, if you're going to make that point, then, then don't look too carefully about what Biden is doing to the U.S. economy. Right. Cause, yeah. cause your savings are, are in the process. If, if, if Biden stays in for three and a half more years, you might end up losing half the value of your retirement portfolio just due to inflation alone. I, I don't, know. don't know if this is unique to Bitcoin.
1: No, no, it's but, not. Because if you also go back, I mean, it's uh, and this wasn't what we were meaning to do here by cherry picking the particular time period. Of course, it's what we do. Well, no, everyone else is doing it. We're giving the example when you're, especially when somebody is just going into a uh, making it the official crypto is uh, legal tender. I mean, that's a little bit different. But if you're looking at Bitcoin, yeah, over the last week it's uh anywhere from 31 to 41,000. Okay, if you go to the last year, it was as low as 8800. So saying that it's sitting at, you know, 40,000 now from 8000, that's still a pretty good return. So I mean, we're not saying it's a bad investment. We are not experts. We do not give yeah. investment advice. We've watched it go up. We've also watched it crash in one of the last waves where it got really really high, it get up to about 16,000. And then crash down to four. We're not picking winners and losers. Uh, we do want to harp on the fact, though, that going to Vegas is a very similar concept to <laughs> buying crypto. I, Bitcoin might well be
0: the the technology of the future that brings us all into this plateau of of capitalistic utopia and everybody has their, their 2.3 kids and a dog. I, I, I don't know. Bitcoin might be great. Uh, I am, I am currently reaching the point where, uh, I, 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 on a, on a purely rational level, I also acknowledge that Apple computers makes very nice hardware, but I can't buy, I can't get really involved in crypto. To that level for the same reason that I don't buy Apple hardware is it's not the product that's turning me off. It's the people it's it, we we will freely admit right here on this show that we don't know everything there is to know about Bitcoin, but I can't say the same for the kind of, of cultists that I keep getting angry notes from. Well, you don't know a damn thing. Like, like you do. Nobody does. Cause I tell you what, every time I go out to do legitimate research, I encounter conflicting information. I encounter, uh, things that, that were true a month ago and are no longer true. And I encounter a whole lot of extremely arrogant people who seem to believe they've got it all set up and are telling something that is completely different than the last really arrogant person who had it all set up. And boy, why don't you guys just get together, have yourself a, a good old fashioned religious fist fight <laughs> and come back to me when
1: you figured it out for real and developed some humility. Yeah. I mean it's it's not different than what's going on in the economy. It's not different to what's happened in the housing market. We've watched that come and go. We watch people lose big time. And then, oh, five years later, everything's back up to where, you know, higher than it was. Things go up, things go down. And, uh, you know, the crypto, the concept that this is something that you're going to be able to hide money. I mean, if you're in the United States, which is where we both are, I mean, your mileage may vary depending where you are my, in the world. my mileage may vary as to whether or not I'm still in the United States. Could be. I mean, we're trying to get you exported to Canada. I mean, you're close. We could just get a big catapult and just... I don't think Canada wants the left coast either. They're like, screw you guys. Um, but, you know, the the concept is, uh, you know, everybody's got to be responsible for themselves. And uh, if we can't get rid of Ben Rose, we'll have to keep them here in the United States. But if the government starts making massive changes your you know a lot of people saw crypto as kind of a poor man's uh what cayman's bank account that's always right it was the cayman's or a swiss bank account where your money would be private nobody would know that you had anything there and (laughs) yeah right uh uh-huh well i mean that was kind of the concept whether that's true or not you know people now seem like oh well i could use crypto as a tax shelter the government won't know how much money i'm making and uh you know these are the things that early on in this okay but uh the government is pushing a lot to get into this space they're asking for a lot of money they're putting a lot more man hours into finding out where your crypto is and i would expect that the headaches for people that are dealing with crypto on a massive scale are going to keep getting more and more as we move on, as different countries decide that they want to make it illegal, as China has hinted, India, I thought, was passing a law. I mean, there's enough people involved in these countries that it has to have an effect on the and overall value. And Speaking of
0: anti-Bitcoin laws, I've got another story out of New York that's right along those lines.
1: Sweet. I mean, I mean, we know New York, they don't prosecute anybody for anything, but it's nice they keep oh, making they- new laws.
0: Yeah, well, they don't, they, they don't prosecute people for, for real crimes, only for, uh, it, it, well, and they don't prosecute anyone on Wall Street either. So really, maybe they don't prosecute, but I, I bet that if you decided to, uh, blow your nose wrong with a Bitcoin, you'd probably get, anyway, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm talking out my ass here. It's what I do. Uh, New York Senate and House uh, had attempted, this was uh, last month's story, but that's what we bring you is is breaking news from a month ago. Um, attempted to pass a moratorium on B- all Bitcoin mining in the state of New York. Um, they wanted to, or they, th- this is what we were talking about earlier with the idea that uh, especially people who are, are of the green religion are are conducting themselves a religious war against the bitcoin religion and uh, uh proof of work is a really really big deal to the people who count every kilowatt um this particular bill cited uh mining operations set up in converted coal plants are you familiar with this
1: i am not but i mean it would make sense cuz there's there's electricity
0: yeah I mean, this is very similar to the, the story, uh, in, uh, in Texas where, uh, somebody built, put a, a bunch of Bitcoin mining computer, Bitcoin mining rig into a container, a shipping container and took it out to a natural gas oil field and a uh, natural gas fields, um, or uh, oil fields. When they're pumping oil, they generate natural gas at the same time. It kind of comes out of the same pump. And a lot of times it's not economical to use that natural gas for anything so they just do they flare it off it's is what it's called which is effectively it goes out of a pipe high in the air they set fire to it and you get a big uh you get a big flame coming out which is just natural gas that they're not ejecting into the atmosphere as natural gas i mean that methane that that that's even worse greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide so so they burn it and generally it's it's considered wasteful well if you set up some kind of It's not economical to ship it to the nearest natural gas facility in a lot of cases. So if you set up a a power plant that turns it into power right there, then you can use the power right there. And that was the idea behind it. This was a very clever thing that went viral and got really excited. And then somebody else set up a shipping container that was attached to a, a wind turbine farm that also was like it wasn't economical to put the power in the grid for some reason. And they're like, we'll just put it right into the Bitcoin. And I think I've I've heard people saying, well, this is obviously our solution to proof of work, which I think is utterly ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, because it does not scale, not even remotely. It is a clever idea and it gets you some bonus power, but it does not scale. Well, the idea discovered in New York, just, you know, in case you thought that green power was the only way to do this, was um, New York State has a number of coal and natural gas plants. Which only get fired up during uh, super electrical heavy peak times, like in the summer. So they'll run for two weeks out of the year, providing supplementary power to the grid and are not running most of the rest of the time. And Bitcoin miners have set up deals To at least in one case, and this is the one case that is cited in this legislation from New York, which made it way overly political, so I don't know if it's happened more than once, and I don't know if it's happened big, but the idea being, well, we can just use these plants, which are idle, and run them 365 days a year to generate Bitcoins, which, again, really cool idea, but uh, it turns out that the Democrat-run New York are not really thrilled with the idea that that you now have coal plants instead of being operating two weeks a year, are operating 365, 52 weeks a year. Right, all that pollution. They don't want it. Yeah. So the New York Senate and New York House kind of got a little cranky about this. Um, So the version of the bill was to block all Bitcoin mining in the state of New York. Uh, The Senate version, which did pass, Actually had an exception, which would have allowed quote unquote green mining operations. So I guess, uh, <laughs> it, uh solar, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but would have been a moratorium on Bitcoin mine. And, and by the way, I, I looked over this particular one. Uh, you would not be allowed to do any Bitcoin mining if any of your power came from fossil fuel. Well, it's New York. Most of the power on the grid comes from fossil fuel. So this would effectively kill, or at least make illegal all mining using grid power because there's no way you can say that none of your power came from fossil fuel. But okay. Um, the house version just or did not have that exception. The house version also just failed. And by the way, the, uh, the quotes from the legislators was that the reason that the version failed was because pressure from the IBEW union, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, I think it's called. So, first of all, a union pushing back on Democrat policies is, is a little bit of an eye opener right there. But there's already a lot going out. Well, obviously, you guys just wanted to things to use more power. I don't know if that's true, because there's not a hell of a there's not like daily jobs in a Bitcoin rig wiring it every single day. You do it once and then you move on to the next one. That's temporary work. But for whatever reason, they decided that they're not really about this legislation. And uh, so the current version in the House at New York has failed.
1: But, uh, oh, I was going to say this is where we're going, though, for people that are like, ah, the government can't do anything. And it's being mentioned in the troll room that this kind of a concept, even if it passed, very hard to enforce. Oh, certainly. And that has never stopped them from passing a whole lot of laws about a whole bunch of things.
0: Passing impossible to enforce laws is a very common thing amongst lawmakers. So,
1: yeah. And this but this is still where the average person is going to go. Oh, I don't even want to play with crypto because. I just found out that if I even have a dollar's worth, well, I'm a felon. You know, it's impossible and- to find out or enforce, but, you know, th- they might. So this is where it kills the the general interest in stuff like it. And, uh, you know, this concept that there is clean energy and non-clean energy. And you're right. If you're on the grid, you don't really get to choose. Now, obviously, if you can somehow build your own wind farm, that has some, uh, you know, a couple private windmills, then sure, you could do whatever the hell you want. But if you're on the grid, you're kind of limited. Yeah.
0: You know, the idea of enforcement also brings me back to the story we had on Friday about Birmingham, where, uh, you know, if if you make if you make uh, a Bitcoin mining illegal, then people are going to have illegal Bitcoin grow operations off the grid or using stolen power or something.
1: Well, I mean, right. It's exactly the same as what marijuana was. And you had the story about the UK of the we thought we were going after yeah, a that, marijuana that grower, Birmingham. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That was that was the Birmingham story. And they they thought they were going after pot growers and they it was a, a Bitcoin operation. And the only thing illegal about it was that they were stealing power. Otherwise, it was fine. But but eventually, you know, if if, if say they had this New York law and banned Bitcoin mining, then you're going to. You're going to use the same thing. You're going to be running drones over the city and looking for heat signatures, infrared, and and places on the grid that are using too much power. I mean, we're we're going to be back to the war on drugs, but it'll be different.
1: Yeah, our local I, police department in our small little hamlet out here outside of Chirac just bought two five thousand dollar drones. So I'm really wondering what they're going to start doing with this technology. And
0: I don't, I I don't think most people are going to try to make crypto illegal. I mean, the the if If big banking has their way, crypto is is going to be a threat to them so that they might push for it at a federal level. But at the local level, you know, the one thing I I don't think most people are against Bitcoin and I don't think that enough of, you know, public sentiment. Well, most of public sentiment is they don't give a flying crap about Bitcoin. But for the people who care, they're not. Most of the public is. Kind of cool with it. Well he's so yeah, no, that's I mean, this, not what's gonna get it banned at the local level. What's gonna get it banned at the
1: local level is proof of work and the amount of power it uses. Well and because of that, wait, and I don't I haven't heard this from anybody yet, but wait for the equity argument, which is oh, to be able to mine, you need a computer and you need electricity and that not everybody has those things. And and
0: you have to live right next to one of these decommissioned power plants.
1: Uh Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you're going to uh, you're going to see this because people that are making money and I've talked about my two little crappy computers running and it's about every I think six to eight weeks today. I got the payout again, which was about one hundred and twenty five bucks in Ethereum for letting that run. And my power bill was about one hundred and twenty five bucks for the month. So I mean that was over two months, but it's like it's it's I'm it's making a money on it. We're not losing money. There's no question at this point that we're not losing money making this run. But for those who actually want to make any kind of decent money on this, again, yeah. for me running two months will get me 125 bucks. And, well, and people don't care about that. They want to run like a thousand you know GPUs at a time and make you know a thousand bucks a, a week or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. And here's here's the here's going to be the equity argument against uh, especially against proof of work. And that is that you are using up our common earth resources in order to generate the bitcoins that you're keeping for yourself. And that makes you selfish. And that me, you know, your stuff needs to be taken away and redistributed to the people who aren't lucky enough to have set up a Bitcoin mining rig. That's going to be the argument.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no I pulled, doubt I, I pulled two quotes from
0: uh, one of the the greeny articles that uh, was talking about this New York law. I wanted to read to you. Uh, the first one is is opening paragraph. The ongoing climate crisis created by the mining of cryptocurrency is accelerating. Now, that's not loaded language, is it? <laughs> Repeat that <laughs> one more time. The ongoing climate crisis created by the mining of cryptocurrency is
1: accelerating. So it's created now. The climate crisis, the was climate cre- crisis has been crypto. created
0: by the mining of cryptocurrency and it's accelerating. I thought it was going on a lot longer than that, but OK. No, nope, nope, this is this is a new one. The old ones are still there. we got a new one, though. Oh, in fact, oh. we got we got lots of crises going all at the same time. I, I mean, you know, there's space in in uh, an alarmist's head for as many crises As you can fit, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you know know what doesn't take any power at all to pass? Shutting the fuck up. A dollar bill. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) You know, I can hand it to you. No power needed.
0: The the other quote I pulled was uh, a single cryptocurrency transaction uses the same amount of energy that an average American household uses in one month.
1: That's bullshit. It yeah has to i was be gonna bullshit. go
0: citation needed. but it, I, it has to be there's no possible way that now uh maybe a single block i i could almost see that happening in in the future i don't even think that's true but a transaction a block has lots of transactions i so uh, citation needed but this is what the people believe and these people have the ear of your Democrat politicians who are now going out and starting to pass anti-crypto legislation based solely on the idea that it's destroying the environment, creating a climate crisis because it uses too much power. So to the troll that we had Telling us that the excessive electricity usage of proof of work is a feature. Maybe it is, but it's a feature that's going to get the whole technology banned in a lot of places. I'm not going to, I'm not even remotely going to presume to give advice to the people running the Bitcoin network, whoever they are, the shady miners in the background. But I'm feeling like if they don't want their shit to be stolen out from under them by busybody politicians and bureaucrats, they might want to look into the whole proof of stake thing once again.
1: Yeah. And uh, Sir Seat Sitter, Sir Sir Seat Sitter said, uh, going to definitely talk about what is and isn't real money on the show tomorrow with Darren O. It's Wednesday, Sir Seat I mean, I hate to tell you when your own show is, but it's Wednesday, not on Tuesday. Uh, he's going to talk about it tomorrow. He might be, but not with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is money and what isn't money? Uh, anything's money that people decide is money. I mean, that's a very short conversation. <laughs> he just—he realized he had the day wrong. um You could tell by the f bomb.
0: Yeah, and you had to be totally sarcastic, prick, about <laughs> yeah, it, didn't you?
1: Yes, that's what we're doing here today, isn't it? Uh, this is the crypto and meth podcast, according to uh, Digi Guru. But we haven't gotten to meth yet. I mean, maybe one day we'll get yeah, to that. I, you know, at the end of this rant, maybe I need some. <laughs> hey, you can probably find some in your area, and here, definitely in Chicago. Oh,
0: I yes, I'm pretty sure. There there are some very uh, friendly looking people down on the sidewalk, only a couple blocks away that I could uh, actually, no. come to think of it, I'm pretty sure that heroin is the big one in, in this city.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a depressing thing what's been going on in the major cities. And heroin is a little depressing, yes. You know, we've seen these things come. We've seen these things go. Uh, people want to make all sorts of different arguments about it. And it comes down to the fact that there are some people that can, in fact, handle their high. I mean, I'm not somebody that goes down the line of well, if you're gonna start smoking pot, you're gonna become a heroin addict because that's not true. I mean, look at Willie Nelson, oh. guy just been smoking pot for like 60 years now, plus. And- no,
0: if you and by that, if you smoke pot, you become a country singer.
1: Well, see now, if you can become a successful country singer, I'm in. You know, then <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good gig.
0: It's like I don't even know you. Yeah, it's a pretty good gig. Yeah. in the troll room it says heroin vaccinates you against inflation.
1: Well, yeah, because you have zero money. Exactly. It's it's quite effective. If everybody has zero, that's when uh, everybody gets to social. That's when it's like, oh, the government will just pay me to sit home. Nine. What is it? The, the latest stats, Something like there are uh, three and a half million people out of work in the United States and there's nine million open jobs. And you go, you know, I'm again, I'm not a math major, but it would seem that well, if, those, if those unemployed people would just go out and want to get a job, then that might help. But
0: I would bet you know more math than most of the people in college today.
1: You know, that's sad, but that is probably the case. Okay, we've been talking
0: about crypto for an hour. I'm tired of it, which means if you bring up yet another crypto story, it's probably going to make me
1: grumpy. I wanted to bring up podcasting 2.0 phase three. Oh, all right. Because there was something in this that that I thought was interesting. This is a different crypto entirely. This is might be cryptic. It is. uh, But it is a religion. We have the podfather at the head of all of this. And this is a new set of tags. I mean, podcast podcasting 2.0 has been evolving with things like the chapters ability, which we use the transcript, which we don't. Sorry, Gene. And uh, the value tag, which we use which is still in its infancy, and we can tell you all day long, come on, guys, boost that oh, you- value thing on your...
0: I mean, that, that's that got to be responsible for a, a percentage of our total donations right
1: now. Yeah, it is, about uh, $10 over the last month and a half, which is a proof of concept. Uh, at, but- at last,
0: we can, we can retire and give up this life of crime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, we need to uh, put that $10 into a life of crime so we can... Multiply that, but it's a proof of no, concept. Well,
0: what we need to do is we need to find a Central American country that we can scam out at using our our Bitcoin as stake.
1: Yeah, we put ten dollars in, we take ten million out. That seems yeah. like a pretty good deal. But it is a proof of concept, and if you haven't checked out these new apps, they're at newpodcastapps com, and you can find out about that there. Because again, it's a cool concept, and we keep harping on people. Adam Curry keeps harping on people, and hopefully that this will become the norm because it'll be nice for creators not to have to feel like they're tied to people like big, bad Apple. And, uh, in order to get money, which you're not now, but, uh, they make it easy. Then I know that's something you've talked about a lot. As much as you hate Apple, it's like if you flip a switch and they just take, you know, 5% or something and they let me make, take the rest of it, then rather than do the work, it's, uh, It's kind of an attractive thing for a lot of people, but these new tags that are part of phase three, there's one for a trailer, which I thought was kind of interesting, and I've never thought of doing this. And Are we stupid that we don't have probably like a little, you know, two minute audio clip for Grumpy Old Ben's? which, I mean, it makes sense kind of when you think about it that if somebody finds Grumpy Old Benz and they go, well, what the hell is this about? You figure... They're just going to start listening to the podcast, but I don't know if that's really the case.
0: When it's a two hour show, I don't think we I don't think people do that.
1: It's a harder sell to go. Well, let me see what this is all about.
0: Our our trailer is the cold open and it's usually, you know, one second.
1: Right. (laughs) That's uh, here. Here you go. And that might be too much for some people. Yeah. Now, if you actually had a little two minute or so commercial, I mean, I don't know what the proper. Length would be for a podcast trailer, but most movie trailers are what 90 seconds, two minutes that try to sell you on going to see a movie. And I'm assuming this would be and the, the same. best
0: trailers are the ones where in 90 seconds they pretty much sum up everything in the movie that was
1: worth seeing. Yes, the best 90 seconds of the movie would be there. And that's what you would try to do, I would guess, with a podcast trailer be like, hey, Grumpy Old Bens, here's what it's about. You know, you could have a couple clips quick of us, you know, saying stupid things about uh, crypto. You could have us uh, screaming and gunning, unhinged about other things, and people would be able to get at least a taste of what the podcast is all about. Um, <laughs> see, Cersei said a five-hour trailer. See, no, that's too long. That would no, that's more like an Abs in the Sick Pack episode. Yes, uh, so this I thought was an interesting concept. Especially, Apple has a version of this already. This new podcasting 2.0 version would allow you to have a different trailer even for different seasons if you were doing that of your show, which makes a lot more sense if shows are pivoting from year to year and covering a different topic or something like that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. They're in uh, incorporating the license into the headers, which I thought was interesting as well. But the thing that was most interesting to me is the alternate enclosure which this is going to allow i mean one if you have a video version of the show which we don't but this would allow you to have one rss feed and have both video and audio incorporated to it and as audio nerds the other thing this would allow you to do is have a lower bit rate version for people that don't want to uh you know download large files
0: i I think i think that right there is the real key and and this is not just an audio i mean obviously for us it's it's more interesting for audio because nobody wants to see either of us right yeah but uh i think that what you you're you're burying the 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 most important part of of that is for video where uh you you can have your um you know, your your full 4K version for the people with lots of bandwidth. And then for the people who are like, I don't need 4K on this little four inch device in front of me. Uh, you've got your your low bandwidth. I mean, I, I think the low bandwidth is the real key to this. This alternate enclosure.
1: Yes. And but it works for both audio and video, because, I mean, if we're left to our own devices, we would release an MP3 at 320 kilobits. We used to do them at 128. And then had a few people like, ah, dude, way too much where well, the file sizes are too big. So we knocked it down yeah. to ninety six. And,
0: and and we weren't able to implement my recommendation, which was maybe we don't talk so much.
1: No, that we want to talk more. We should just break them up, though, into easier to digest pieces. And then we could release them like twice a day, five, seven days a week. You know, something like that. It's like the podcast that never ends. Yeah, but don't no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't go. The, don't even joke about that. Like that's a great idea. Let's do that. But having that ability to do this within one RSS feed is revolutionary. I mean, if you're not running a podcast, you don't even understand. Like, oh, if you want, if we at this point, if we wanted to run a high res version and a normal version or low res, you would have to set up two totally different RSS feeds, which is a real pain in the ass. And then people would be subscribing to one or the other. Offering that ability to make that choice from within one feed is actually a really cool idea. And then one of the things I'm more excited about than most other things, because, I mean, as I said, we've incorporated what we want to out of the podcasting 2.0 features. I mean, I know Gene wanted to do some work for us and do the transcripts and that because he loves what's going on. And I mean, he donated. So he is an expert. Although I heard, uh, I heard your wife told him not to donate to Random Thoughts. He said only to Grumpy Old Ben's. So I mean, I, isn't she a fan of Random Thoughts, or does she only like? I think to she's you? just
0: a troublemaker. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, okay, that checks. Um, but the features that we have, it's like um, we're doing everything. So I didn't understand Gene when he's like, "Oh, make the show podcast 2.0 compliant." It's like we are way more than anybody else. I, I know he think, was complaining yeah, think, that the chapters weren't fast enough. It's like, well, look at no I'm agenda. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be charitable and say what? that this is this is a problem with discover. But no, I'm I'm, I'm complaining. I'm just not complaining about Gene oh, okay. and saying this is a problem with discovery of features uh, because not every app supports every feature. Not every app puts them out in front. And that's that's going to be that's just going to take an evolution of the apps where somebody, you know, people play with UI and see what works. But it's obviously not that clear that we put out. All of the features that we use, you know, uh, how how many new podcasting apps really use the person tag, which we implement? How many new podcasting apps, uh, you know, d- display the uh one of the big places that he was complaining about? And this is entirely my fault and I will own it. And also, I'm not going to fix it. So screw you is uh is that chapters don't come out the moment that the MP3 is released. And a big part of that is that we like no agenda go live to tape. We, unlike No Agenda, do not have a Dreb Scott who is willing to make all of our chapters for us very quickly after the show. Uh, what we have is me. We have an inherently lazy podcaster who's usually really, really tired of your voice and of his own voice. <laughs> By the end of the show, and doesn't want to re-listen again immediately, and so I always get the podcast or the the chapters out the next day. And if that's not quick enough for you, go install Hypercatcher and do this thing for us, and
1: we'll love it. Well, yeah, if somebody wants to do the chapters, if you don't think Ryan's doing a good enough job, and you want to do them, I mean, it's easy enough to uh, to let you do that. So, I mean, hey, Darren at GrumpyOldBenz dot com, Ryan at OldBenz dot com, um. There was an article, which I'll link to, which was talking about these new features that uh, did mention the value tag. And one of the things that this uh, person was hoping this would include, let's see, do we have a name here who is writing this? Uh, the website is uh dot com is the blog that it's on, but said that he wished that the value tag had the ability for people to attach if they choose to attach who it came from so if we got sats we could see at the end of the week or whatever that we got x amount of sats from you know sir spencer or from fletcher or yeah. from whoever because for shows that like no agenda and this was one of the first things we brought up and we do this here as well you have a ecosystem where if you hit a thousand dollars you're a knight on no agenda you're a guru here our buddy jay finley is the one and only guru as of yet but for doing all of this kind of accounting, people want credit for the donations that they give and not being able to attach who you are, I think, keeps some people from wanting to give value. So I think that would be a cool addition.
0: I'm sorry, I was reading the troll room. People are giving me crap about not doing a good job.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's nothing new. Why would that distract well, take- you? I was just giving me crap about it. So I, <laughs> you know, I so this is interesting stuff as podcasters. This is really interesting stuff. It would be nice if you could attach who you are. So when you give somebody a oh, yeah. nice big boost, they're like, Oh, I can thank them on the show. Which I, is, I, And I
0: don't think this is unique. You know, no agenda and, and us, we have uh, a unique concern where we, we want to track donations for the purpose of tracking lifetime donations. That is, that is a righteous goal. But I don't think it's just that. I think, you know, if, if you go out and you look at any Twitch streamer, uh, every time somebody donates during your stream, it pops up, uh, uh two right. pieces of information. The first is how much was donated and the second is who donated. And the, the value block boost only provides one of those pieces of information. I think that that, I think that feature is incomplete and I also think it'll be worked out. There's a lot of very smart people working on it, but yeah, uh, being able to track who sent you a boost is, I I think is really important. In in fact, uh, in in the interest of, of um, maintaining and cultivating online communities, uh, I think that who gave a transaction is more important than how much.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. There's no question for somebody that's doing a show, you as as horrible as tracking and marketing is, you kind of want to know who's listening. I mean, that's just part of the deal.
0: Yeah, I'm, I need because because for my purposes, what, what I especially need to know is who's donating so that I can berate them and call them out on the show and make them feel like crap, because that seems to be what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is every time somebody donates to our show, I start. Giving them crap about it.
1: If you donate it, to Grumpy Old Ben's, Ryan Bemrose which, will, in fact, call you an idiot. live. Which, in fact,
0: air. might not be the best financial decision on our part.
1: <laughs> you might want to figure out,
0: oh, the donations are going down? Why? I don't understand. Oh, wait. No, you know what? We should just treat these people like advertisers. And, like, if, if somebody advertises with us, then we can't say
1: anything bad about whatever it is they like. Ryan's like, you take that's, punishment that's, quite well. Isn't that how mainstream media works? I think so. I think so. But we won't, you know, take your data. We won't sell your data. We won't use your data illegally like uh, Six Flags We won't even
0: remember your data.
1: Right. If that's by the next show, we probably won't. But there was like,
0: who who was this person again? Oh, he donated $100 last show. Oh, I should remember that.
1: Yeah, we should make a note of these things. Uh, Six Flags, which is an amusement park company, they run a uh, park here in uh, Illinois, right outside of Chicago in Gurney, Illinois.
0: I, I've been to, well, the nearest one to me is in California, which is unfortunate. I have been there, and I just want to point out, I counted there were more than six flags
1: there. Oh, well, so it's it's totally misleading.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there were there were dozens. Once you went through the whole park, there were dozens of them.
1: Yeah, there were dozens of flags. You're like, wait, I, what, that's seven, eight, nine, what? But uh, the one here in Illinois, and we've talked about Illinois in the past being very serious about your facial recognition data they're also very serious about your fingerprints and six flags here in the chicago area was using fingerprints for people that had yearly passes and maybe others as well and a judge allowed them a lawsuit against them from 2019 to go through and now here we are a couple of years later and six flags has settled the lawsuit for 36 million dollars so they'll be paying out some people over this and they uh, the big thing with the lawsuit was that nobody was required to show any damages which you know i'm kind of torn on this one as far as did this really impede anybody in any way? Did this actually cause anything negative? Or this this seems like maybe a little over litigious, which I know that never happens. Um and I have no, you know, love for six flags or anything. But well
0: it, it feels like in in a society where people don't turn to the law for everything immediately, that um the the solution to this is you look at this, you're like, I don't want you taking my fingerprints so I'm not going to give you $100 for a, a a season pass. Well,
1: and you can opt out. You can yeah. go the okay. route of letting them photograph you. I mean, it seems like those are the two choices for them. To and then prove. there's
0: always the route of of just climbing over the fence in the back. That's a little harder.
1: Or just buying an individual <laughs> ticket where you can walk in and they don't need to photograph you. But I mean, I get it. If you're buying a yearly pass, they don't want people to share them. So they need some kind of unique identifier. So the next time you come back, they know it's you. That's why, you know, a lot of these places back in the day, they would stamp your hand with some stupid stamp. Yeah. So when you came isn't, back, it's not like,
0: what the number tattooed on your arm is for
1: something. Like oh, no, that. that's for vaccines. Something like that. No, nobody's number vaccine. I mean, it's like which one? <laughs> one, five, seven, two hike. Uh, I just have to I on on behalf
0: of all of the trolls. I have to give you shit about vaccines every show now.
1: Oh, I didn't know. That's a uh, that's a requirement. I, I took money for it, so. <laughs> well, then, See, you should. Then you have to do better. Make sure you get them their money's worth. I took a vaccine I, and I didn't die. <laughs> oh,
0: I saw the full moon came and went. So yes. I think you missed out on the, the biggest side effect.
1: Yeah. Didn't turn into a werewolf. Uh, But looking at how this system worked, according to Six Flags website and what they do with biometric data, it appears to me. That when it scans your fingerprint, it basically creates a hash. That, like a good password would.
0: (laughs) uh, Okay, I'm. I hope you're talking about a cryptographic hash because I've (laughs) suddenly got this image of you press your finger on that, and it suddenly
1: turns your finger into hash. Right, and then you can put that, uh, you know, corned beef hash, or you just want to kind of hash. You can smoke. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it creates a hash in their system. So the reality is, if somebody was able to recover the data they have on you it's not really useful it cannot recreate your fingerprint this is the concept of a like a password hash which is you store something that when the other thing is present you match them up and it's like boom yeah this is what we're looking for and that doesn't seem to me like there would be any privacy concerns i don't know if the opt-out always existed i mean it's in their terms of use now so that's a good thing Yeah, But it just shows that as these new technologies like crypto are being rolled out quickly, and this was stuff that happened at Six Flags back from like 2015, 2013, I think is maybe where this started. You know, this stuff was like, oh, this is new. It's revolutionary. Then, of course, it's like, well, we've we've run a foul of the law. I
0: I guess I'm 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 still a little confused on the details. So there's. The system where they want to fingerprint you, but what they want never matters. You can opt out. So it's not a requirement. You can right. still get in. You can still okay, go up on the throw up machine. Um, right. But where's the lawsuit? What what law did they violate? what What's the complaint? Why? Why is this even a thing?
1: <laughs> it says Six Flag was accused of violating an Illinois law that requires companies to get permission before using certain technologies to identify customers to so make it opt in yeah the company denied that it was collecting biometric identifiers and claimed visitors had given That's consent what fingerprints are yeah so i mean i am mean, is anybody that dumb i we're, don't feel like we're getting the whole story here you know i think we are i i think we are okay but then I think people it's are just, that dumb yes you know and then decided we could have a class action lawsuit because there's a loophole and you know people can say oh i didn't know you were I didn't know you were saving my fingerprint data. It just you match it up the next time I come, you know.
0: Yeah, no, we're just taking the fingerprints. You put down your fingerprint, and then we're just taking it back and throwing into the shredder right back. We, you know, we're really doing this just so that you have to walk around the park with ink on your fingers.
1: Yes, I mean it seems that anybody that used this from October 2013 through December 31st 2018, so about five years, could get two hundred dollars each. According to an article in the so, Chicago Tribune. So
0: two years worth of your your free rides. <laughs> kind of. You know, okay. I'm just uh and, and Cold Acid, I'm always an optimist. You know that about me. It's just like I it, don't judge. Uh you know. I am just, a permanent optimist.
1: It's like this I just don't even understand. If if they're telling the truth and the data that they have from the fingerprints, I think Six Flags is saying, Well, we didn't save their fingerprint. We saved something and this, I mean again, there's dudes well, no, ben, who it's understand it's like, this stuff more than I do.
0: Like that, like with the Apple repair story. They're not taking your finger with it. It's it's an image of the fingerprint. Oh. Well, but
1: they're again, they're not saving your fingerprint. They're saving a hash that's related to your fingerprint. Now is that a big enough Difference. I mean, legally, do I, we have a maybe a judge that doesn't understand that. It's like, I well, honestly
0: think that distinction would be lost on most courts. In fact, I think that distinction would be lost on most lawyers, which we already established is how courts gain their technical knowledge.
1: And that may be how we got here, because if somebody were to say to you, hey, I've got my amusement park and people scan their fingerprint and then I create a hash. I don't keep a picture of their fingerprint. I don't I can't recreate their fingerprint. But I've got a hash now that if they come back in and put their fingerprint back on that scanner, I can match that. It's the same person. It's the same fingerprint. Are they really collecting your data? I mean, they're using your finger to create something of their own, but they're not really.
0: Yeah, it's definitely over the head of anyone in the legal I mean, unless somebody was already technical before becoming a lawyer. I, you're you're talking entire gibberish, to. I, I understand that you might not have been a math major, but you understand this better than the, the courts do.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could share that hash with other people, cold acid, but they would not be able to recreate the fingerprint unless the person came in. And they're not saying that they did share this information with anybody. They're saying they were bad and collected it without telling people. And from what I can tell, they went, well, we're not saving your biometric data. We're just saving what our computer spits out, which isn't identifiable to you. So, I mean, like you said, uh, for most people, they're like tech. Uh, don't get it. Uh, just we'll, we'll pay out. Most people don't want to. It, it it seems
0: really complicated. And therefore, it just goes into the void of things you don't care about. And I, I respect people's rights to want to not care about things. But it's not as bad as most people think. Uh, I do want to, I want to point out one of the benefits of doing this show live, which we do on Mondays and Fridays at 9am left coast time is, uh, I am getting live fact checked in my ear in, uh, in a back channel by, uh, somebody who has access to the back channel being my brother who is telling me that, uh, there is uh, a water park around near here called Wild Waves. Now, this isn't quite the same as a Six Flags amusement park, but apparently they had been purchased by Six Flags. So Ooh. technically, that is the closest Six Flags park to me.
1: <laughs> You'd never listen to Bemlet. Just... Uh,
0: <laughs> Well, and um, our, our other friend, uh, Rachel, is now saying, well, actually, they got sold to a group out of Missouri called ERP Properties. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not verifying this, but I am noticing that uh, uh, we we have producers listening to the live show who are now arguing about whether or not the closest <laughs> Six Flags to me is in California or in Washington.
1: And, and if I want to fact check the fact check, I will say that you're not getting this in your ear. You're getting this most likely in a discord window or something
0: it is in a discord window and discord makes awful noises in my ear while i'm talking so you were saying some point to me and discord made the leap and it, it, trust me it's 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 noise
1: you should try the show by also then just uh, taking uh bemlets which is uh, ryan's brother for those of you who don't know if you could just have his audio go into your ear as well so you could listen to both of us at the same time that could- i could do that I, could I am
0: so not going I could I could <laughs> drop into the discord chat right now and then everything that I say would go to both there and clean feed and everything both of you said would go to my ears and I would uh, I'd be you, schizophrenic you would scream. if I didn't I, it'd be a
1: great impression of a schizophrenic but I think by the end I really would be probably but this is a good chance to thank some experts for supporting uh, grumpy old Ben's I wish you would so just uh where's, you know, we've we had a uh, to be fair, we had a uh, donation from Tony Bemrose, but that was last year sometime. We haven't seen him come in recently. So if I don't we, think he's become a guru yet. No, he's an active listener, though. So, I mean, somebody needs to make him boost that I, uh, boost those sats.
0: I I mean, admittedly, he's a father of two small childs and and those tend to be a financial drain. So I understand that he probably won't become a guru anytime soon, but. It might be time again. Come on, the guy Come is. on, get yeah. with get with the story.
1: Come on, priorities. Pit. Darren
0: Tony. needs his vig.
1: Yeah, priorities. Tony coming in. Uh, and I believe uh, this uh, this again is going to be the donation that's going to cost me a little money because uh, I am going to order a hardware Bitcoin and crypto wallet because we've gotten some anonymous donations and nobody ever sends notes in to say whether it's for the Grumpy Old Benz program, which you're listening to now whether it's for the random thoughts R-A-N-D-U-M-B, Thoughts.com program. And, and
0: most normal people would conclude that the solution is to have two different wallets.
1: Yes, which, I mean, I could either open up another crypto account or reduce. But yeah, I need to. Uh, the hardware wallet seems to be the most secure anyway. So having that where I can have multiple wallets that we know where the stuff coming in is for would be helpful because we have an anonymous donation for point Zero 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 eight six three oh eight Bitcoin, which when it came in earlier today, thirty three dollars and sixty nine cents. Which I mean, I mean, if you're that good,
0: thirty
1: three, yeah, the thirty three was easy to hit, but if you can hit thirty three sixty nine, I mean, that is, uh, that is playing the game exactly correctly. You just,
0: just choose your lightning channels carefully. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. So whoever you are, thank you. And if you want this donated to something besides Grumpy Old Ben's, then feel free to email me, Darren at Grumpy dot com. But we thank you for your support of the show. Our buddy Arnold from uh, the Netherlands comes in with twenty dollars and said, go VK, V-E-E-K-A-Y, which I don't know what that means. And uh, I can be fact checked there. I don't know what VK Uh, is.
0: It sounds awesome, though. It does. If if one of our experts is talking about it.
1: Yes. In the morning, he says, thanks for the tip on No Agenda Social, which uh, was a while ago. He was asking what the best programming language to get into was if you're not a programmer. And I pointed him towards you.
0: The top five DDG results for VK is an IndyCar driver. So we'll go
1: with that. Oh, well, that, that would make sense. I know there's a lot of people in the troll room that listen to the show Although, that are into the um uh, I,
0: I might be more interested in the number seven result which is vk wholesale a friendly minneapolis smoke shop wholesaler
1: <laughs> well since this is out of uh the netherlands probably not familiar Maybe not. with that uh with that particular operation but i do but, know boo
0: berry go check that one out we need to find out more
1: yeah boo knows everything about minneapolis he is heavily armed and uh he cowers when he hears those gunshots going off. But uh, I, I too duck when a gunshot goes off near me, this is not a cowardly thing. <laughs> uh, but I think you, uh, we recommended a few different things for our node and for people who wanted to get into programming. It depends what you want to do, because there are some things that are fairly simple for people who aren't programmers to get into like Pearl or, uh, um, you know, you're your very simplistic languages, even some JavaScript that you can take. Perl
0: is really good because you can't get a syntax error. No matter what line noise you pipe into the interpreter, it is a valid program.
1: Which is good for people that don't know what they're doing or that are just starting out. It's it's a lot. No, it's not. But it's a lot they, more user friendly. <laughs> it doesn't berate yeah. you Col- when you get it wrong.
0: Perl is a write. It, well, you said right once. Perl is a right only language Is is what I like to. Call it because you can't read Perl. No, no, if you're, if you're just starting out, uh, I, I hate to say this because I'm not a huge fan of the language, but your best bet to start out is probably Python. Uh, it's interpreted, it's, it's more English like than a lot of the other ones out there. It's particularly powerful. It has a very rich library. And if you stay away from list comprehensions, then you can generally get through your first day without losing your mind,
1: <laughs> which is important to get. People interested in this kind of stuff—it's you know to me the programming is very much like learning to play the guitar, which is not easy at all. I mean, and it takes some you know building up that muscle memory. Just somebody showing you, well, like, here's how you play a C chord. Well, being able, <clears throat> excuse me, to be to be able to finger that and hold down the strings with the proper amount of force—it takes some practice. It's not like you could sit down. And become proficient quickly. And I
0: feel the same way about fingering a G-string.
1: Hey, now, that's now Brandy on the main stage featuring Ryan Bemrose. Um, but thank you, Arnold. And we hope you uh, got started in programming. And if you want to write the Grumpy Old Ben's app, yes. feel free to let and, us know.
0: And and for for reference, Arno, who who very recently joined the troll room, for the purpose of saying this says that it is, in fact, a Dutch indie driver. So
1: ah, so that, that would that would do it. Yes, that would do it. Uh, coming in next, a new expert, uh, Loretta, otherwise known as Rhett. If you listen to No Agenda, you heard her letter on No Agenda yesterday. Comes yeah, that in. was a great note. Yeah, well, see, experts are good when they know more about what they're talking about than we know about what we're talking about, which I know we're setting the bar lower here, so that way the experts can feel free to let us know where we're wrong on things. Uh, she did include a note that said, uh, "Hi Darren, since uh, since I was kind enough to provide the link for her to No Agenda Socials, she figured it was the least she could do to check out Grumpy Old Ben's. That was one of the best decisions I've made," she said. Which now I'm questioning her sanity. I am
0: questioning. She just came out of the military. I'm I'm going to go with it. Uh, also, if if you question her, she could probably bend
1: you in half. Yeah, that's probably true. Or she knows people just, you know, press of a button or two. Our digital yeah. life. Uh, and and
0: not just military. This was USMC. Uh I I wouldn't cross this person.
1: Yeah. I, I think she's USMC working in the Pentagon as a dudette named Bernadette, which means it's like I'm only saying nice things. I don't want
0: my I, I, I can only think nice things about you. Know, <laughs> other than the working in the Pentagon is like, I, I, I hope you were able to come away with a little bit of sanity because that sounds that sounds mind destroying. But uh, a USMC, uh IT, a, a person who does military IT, I mean, respect,
1: really. Yeah. And she's starting from the beginning of Grumpy Old Ben's. So I don't know when she'll get to this episode. It might take a while. She's working on her house, she said, but has been binging. Grumpy old Ben's, and I mean those first episodes oh, are still binge worthy.
0: I swear, I read that when I read the note. I swear, I read it as binging. I'm like, <laughs> I, I,
1: I guess we're in that search sort of engine. <laughs> yeah, I've been binging on it, baby. It's it's close. It was close. I mean, she also said she's working on the house, and then said vice working, which I didn't know what that meant, but I think there was some spell checking going on in the letter. So hopefully, we're not getting anything wrong. Uh, she does say. The software update episode 11 encapsulated every bit of frustration and hate that I have for Microsoft. So she she, you and her are really simpatico on that. She says I could rant for hours how it would kill DOD, where I used to be a high ranking dude named Bernadette. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we need to hear some stories. Let me
0: tell you, if, if a highlight of Grumpy Old Ben's was the episode where I ranted against Windows Update and Microsoft in general, if that's what makes a good episode, then you are in for a lot of treats over the course of our 168
1: episodes. <laughs> yes, that was that was episode 11. So you've got like another hundred and fifty some odd that uh, that are going to just be right up your alley. But if now, Rhett, if you have stories that you are able to tell, I mean, reach out. We'd love to have Jan get some of these stories because uh, I think it would horrify people, but maybe wake some people up with just how uh, crazy the tech and the government stuff actually can be. Uh, she said that she put us on a monthly donation, which we appreciate, she says, because I need more of that in my life because you've validated that my decision was warranted, and we appreciate that. She says, I look forward to more Microsoft and other big tech bashing as I catch up on the latest episodes. It will take a while, and yeah, there's plenty of Microsoft and other tech uh, bashing there. I mean, just wait till you get to the crypto stuff. It's fun.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I, You know what? I, I think I'm actually going to just go ahead and delete my No Agenda social account after this episode <laughs> for a while. <laughs>
1: You're going to be targeted. Uh, she does that. In Best <laughs> wishes and semper fi. Yes. Thank you, Loretta. We appreciate it. And uh, coming in five bucks, our buddy, sir, truck driver, who says thanks for the awesome shows. And again, split between this random thoughts. And the Rock and Roll pre-show, which is available before No Agenda every Thursday Uh, and Sunday. Yes. Uh, But what about Random Thoughts? Yeah, Random Thoughts is available every Wednesday. At Random Random Thoughts Thoughts is
0: available every Wednesday where it's in in a perfect time slot to scoop Rare Encounter.
1: Yes, right before Rare Encounter. I go for the stories that I think. I always go to uh, No Agenda Social and then the Troll Room. And I see what Cold Acid's talking about and Abel Kirby's talking about. And I make sure. I scoop them like Häagen Dazs, and uh, they're they're mad about it. I don't know, but you should still listen to Rare Encounter. I mean, because if, so, if so you like that you all can the- hear
0: a different take on the stories
1: that were covered by Random Thoughts earlier in the day. No, I was I was thinking for the horrible audio quality and the static and the bad internet connection. But, I mean, yeah, the the thoughts are okay too. <laughs> you know, we love random. Th- no, of course I love random thoughts. But we like rare encounter. Yeah. We know you love random thoughts. Yeah, it's a great show. It's Sir Gene's favorite show. He said so, but he doesn't donate because your wife intimidated him. Which I mean, to be fair, anybody could probably. She's she's them. pretty
0: scary. Yeah,
1: and uh, coming in last but not least, Brian Hall, two dollars ninety three cents monthly. We appreciate that, and if you want to get in on all of the fun, go to GrumpyOldBenz dot com slash donate, where you will find a variety, a plethora if you will, ways to get the value, which we do these shows on the value for value model. There's no paywall. We don't charge you anything up front. If you got something out of the show, it's up to you to decide how much value it is. And to put that into a number that means something to you, take that to grumpy slash donate, click the donate button and you can do a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can click one of the QR codes or the wallet addresses. If you want to do Bitcoin Cardano, uh, yeah ethereum and uh the other one as well what algo all of those and you can use the p.o box address if you want to go the snail mail route they're all very much appreciated keep this little show humming i mean it's been uh what 168 episodes and uh, i mean the lights are still on but uh you know we can always use a little extra it's help.
0: june the lights don't ever
1: turn off around here well, the air conditioning never turns off here once it gets yeah, to. Yeah, no uh, kidding. On to the gym. topic
0: of uh, of my wife uh, in and retribution, uh,
1: <laughs> I would like to point out. That, just uh, it's, just, that sounded so very serious. Like, yeah, on the subject of my wife well, and retribution. The, the
0: content of this is very serious, and that is we were out yesterday, and when we returned, there was an extra delivery package on the doorstep.
1: Oh, no. And not, it
0: contained Not me a, this again. A package of colored pencils and a Joe Biden coloring
1: book. <laughs> and all you don't even I have to say, tell me it's Midas.
0: all I have to say is this isn't over.
1: See, now you, um, what you did wrong was Midas sent a bunch of us a Joe Biden bronze coin. And then you sent him something nice back as a doge coin. And, first and now of all, I,
0: I'm not sending any of this. <laughs> I'm not personally involved in this blood feud that's popping up.
1: Yes, although you're doing it wrong because he's sending you Joe Biden stuff and then you're, you you sent him something nice. So now, I, well, I we do. Did, we Lisa. did have the
0: the Joe Biden pen holder where uh, it, it was a, a bobblehead of Joe Biden on his hands and knees and you put the pen
1: in his ass. Hey, different strokes for different folks.
0: That's that that was one of the things that got sent but uh yeah i i i'm i'm this is not a threat by the way this is simply a statement of fact it's not over <laughs> I, I think nothing is I over I, until we decided another, another volley may have already been sent out i'm not certain
1: was it over when the germans bombed pearl harbor hell no and it ain't over <laughs> now because when the going gets tough the tough get going who's with me whoo Thank you, Mr. Belushi. Yeah, the trolls are never with me. We did get a letter too. The, the trolls probably didn't get that reference. And some did. The, the it depends if you're of a certain age, you understand the uh, Belushi Animal House. But uh, I mean, if you haven't seen Animal House, I mean, do they still show this on streaming services? That's a classic. And yeah. also,
0: it's the kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's the kind of thing that would be, quote, problematic in today's <laughs> terms. so? I mean, it's, it, it hasn't not, been
1: completely it banned. It's not quite blazing saddles, but yeah, it's on the list. But it's bl- problematic. Yes, it is definitely problematic, which means you want to see it if you haven't. But we did get an email from another expert from a no agenda night, Sir Arcane Code, who uh, said he is a cash strap knight, but he's looking for ways to help out the grumpy old Ben's community. And he has heard us talk about things. I mean, of course, like crypto. Um, he said, I recalled your discussion earlier on what an idiot Hunter Biden was for leaving his laptop data exposed and that he should have used encryption like Veracrypt. I decided to write a series of posts on how to use Veracrypt. The first started about four weeks back in which I covered the basics of Veracrypt and mentioned Grumpy Old Badge with a link to the site. Can, thank you for the inspiration. Uh, the next post covered the use of hidden volumes It then began as a series uh on how to use Veracrypt from the command line so people could write scripts to create, mount, and dismount the Veracrypt volumes. Last Monday's post, June 6th, covered scripting on Mac OS. This week should be live by the time Grumpy Old Benz airs, covering scripting on Windows. I mentioned Grumpy Old Benz again as the inspiration, as I did the last time. And uh, we'll be wrapping up with information on how to do this on Linux as well. He has a bunch of stuff in a GitHub which is github.com slash arcane code, which we will put in the show notes and you can find more. He's got his website, arcane, a R C A N E code.com. Sounds so, I'm, awesome. This is a good idea yeah. for, for people to take the stuff that we talk about. Uh, like, well here, let me actually show you how to do it.
0: Yeah. Because we, we complain about things and we, we talk about a lot of things, but we don't, we're not, we're not a, a how to, we certainly aren't going to make anything easy for people. So. Right. Right. <laughs> taking taking the stuff out there that is interesting and important and a, explaining how, this is how you use it to make your life better. It's absolutely out the out of scope for uh, the two people
1: who complain on a podcast, but it, it's a valuable service. I approve. And one he does, this is, uh, his name's Robert Kane and his company is Arcane Training and Consulting. So he does the training and this kind of stuff. So this is probably a good series. I have to go check it out. Because I use VeraCrypt, but I've never really gotten into doing it on the command line. And this would be good, you know, if you're looking to do backups of things and automate things to where you could, you know, mount what you need to mount, get your stuff transferred back to it, and then dismount so it's back hidden. And then the hidden volumes—that's always been so James Bond or maybe Get Smart for me. Um, where oh, you have a hidden volume so people don't even know it's there, or a hidden volume within a volume. So okay, you give them the password to get into the original part, but then there's another encrypted thing inside of that. It's it's really, yeah. uh, it's cool stuff.
0: Yeah, for real security, make sure that you put the key to your hidden volume inside of a different hidden volume, which is stored on the hidden volume <laughs> itself.
1: <laughs> yes, that way it is super secure and nobody will ever get into it. You you know, including the, you. Right. One of the things I thought was interesting though with the Veracrypt things, Is that beyond a password? You can also set a key file or maybe multiple key files, but the ability, at least for a key file, to be attached to this as well. So if I have, you know, my, you know, favorite desktop wallpaper or whatever that is, if you don't include the link to that picture or whatever the file is with the password, with the correct password, it still will not decrypt it. So it's another step of even if somebody gets your password if you were dumb enough to write your password down and somebody found your password if they don't know what key file they need to add into the equation they're still not getting the encrypted information so there's there's a lot of really cool spy stuff and even if you don't think you have anything to hide it is good to understand how this technology works with
0: with with the way that governments have been recently, if you don't think you have anything to hide, it's because you don't realize what you have.
1: Yeah, well, and if you're a parent, your kids probably know about this. If they're, you know, if they're past a certain age, <laughs> well, I I hope
0: so. Yeah. If that's true, then then kids are being taught from somewhere.
1: Uh huh. That's true. And maybe they're listening to grumpy old bands, but it's like uh, you don't know if there's a hidden folder on somebody's hard drive or if there's just a file that sits there. you you can name it anything you want. It's like, Oh, what is this? I don't understand what it is. Like, well, you need to be under, you have to understand how to get the information out of those files. So, So
0: last Friday, I promised you a vigilante story and then we, we tabled it. Yes. And, uh, and so I was thinking I could go to the story again, or we could just table it again. And then, and then we become Epic teases. What do you think?
1: No, I think you should give them the story. <laughs> okay. if it's a good story. I mean, if it's not, oh no, then.
0: no, it's actually boring as hell. It's a shaggy dog story, but I'm going to tell it now. So screw you guys. Uh, this is about an app called citizen. And I had not heard of this, but apparently it, it became big enough that all of these trolls are now going to tell me, I can't yeah. believe you haven't heard of it, which I haven't. So, uh, I, I'm a little punchy from trolls this week. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, I've got the same. Uh, I've got the same link though. Okay. Um, this particular one app, uh, it, they, they, it, the idea started out kind of good, although I'm not sure the CEO did. Uh, the original name of the app was Vigilante. Yes. Um, they wanted to create a network of people protecting each other. Now in, in an era where, uh, uh police are, not able to protect you or in some cases are being defunded or you are in a culture where you just don't trust police. Anyway, you still need some way to keep protect each other. And the idea of, of people getting together in some kind of group and protecting and, and you watching over each other, whether it be a citizen's watch or a posse or whatever is, is far older than, than uh, the idea of police. Um, I like the idea. I approve of it. But calling it vigilante was the first clue that uh the person who founded this wanted more than just a neighborhood
1: watch. Um Right, right. He wanted people actively trying to step in. Yes.
0: So here is what the app does. It uh is a social media neighborhood watch app to track, report, share, and discuss local crime. It captures info from police blotters reports and scanners uh, uh apparently that's someone listening to scanners and typing in a, um, yeah. yeah well that's, that can, there is
1: a huge amount of people that do this you can find most of the scanners that. now online too so it's not like you have to be I, in chicago to hear all the chicago police calls you could just go Oh, your, i know i i
0: could drop a link in if you wanted uh, not not that you do but if you wanted the snohomish county scanning uh, that that's all that's on an internet radio station. I can load that up same as I load the no agenda stream. Uh, but uh, you can use the app to, of course there's an app. Everything is an app. Um, you can use the app to live broadcast a crime scene. Um. So good, good part of this it's neighborhood watch. And I approve of that bad part. It kind of turns your neighbors into informants. I, it depends on how it's used, I suppose. Um, but, he, the, uh, CEO in, in an interview again, uh, you know, creating a vigilante app says he wants to create a network of people protecting each other. I'm good with, uh, wants to report on what cops are doing and where police and citizens can hold each other accountable. That sounds ominous. Uh, hey, it might be the right way to go, but, uh, here's how we knew that, uh, CEO Andrew Frame, um, was not doing this entirely out of love was, uh, in May, uh, during the, uh, some brush fires in Los Angeles, uh, there, the app, someone on the app had caught a picture of a shadowy figure walking away from where a brush fire started. And CEO Andrew Frame offered via the app a $30,000 bounty to encourage vigilantes to hunt down the person that he thought it was. And he doxed them. He, gave uh the information and uh if it was it was only because the cops picked up on this and uh they uh they they kind of convinced him hey you need to stop this that that they didn't end up uh ultimately the guy was innocent he had he was somewhere else at the time um but he he offered a thirty thousand dollar bounty to hunt down and uh, and do who knows and do what, what to is right. question yeah. <laughs> it's like come um, on. uh one of the uh things that he had apparently told employees of the thing via Slack is uh it's not enough to just report crime we should be catching a new bad guy every day um and then uh the the latest which happened very recently was there was a a, pri- a private a force of private security vehicles with citizen uh branding being test piloted and driven around LA like like full on armored vehicle looking things so um uh, it looked like they were about to move into private security forces uh this caught some attention some people weren't really sure that that this was what we needed i i don't know um i, I do feel like uh our uh, uh, at least in america the american culture is damaged by the pervasive assumption that nobody should be allowed to protect themselves or anyone else. And that the only people who can possibly protect you and your family from crime is the police because that's not feasible. It doesn't scale. And more importantly, it's or and it's fuck, but I'm not sure this was the right way to go about it.
1: Well, this reminds so, me a lot of a CBS show that only made it one year. With Jeremy Piven in it, yeah, the guy he had an argument with on Twitter and told me, ah, Rush lies about everything," and then uh, and then backed out. He, he was very much like the trolls that you've been dealing with recently. But the show Wisdom of the Crowd, the concept was his daughter was murdered, and he was trying to solve it concept. using tech. But so he was going back through like photographs of her, you know, from people's like Facebook page or whatever they were calling them in this fictitious world. But this turned into the same kind of thing, like where, oh, they could use all of the things available on the Internet and social media to be able to solve crimes. And this sounds very much like what this citizen slash vigilante system was aiming to do. And this, again, is one of these concepts that sounds like it might be a good thing, because, you know, if you see somebody getting attacked on the street, I mean, yeah, it's good to call the police. But if you could also somehow alert other citizens in the area that might be closer, like, hey, I'm going to help, but I need help. I need backup. So if you're around here, you know, I could use I could use yeah. somebody to uh, to back I, me I, up.
0: And there are a hell of a lot of places out there where this would be welcomed because the. The pervasive assumption is don't trust the cops. Right. And I'm not even going to say that's wrong other than it's not uh, it's not great universal advice. But there are places where and neighborhoods where there is very much a culture of don't trust the cops. In that case, you watch out for each other and everything's good.
1: Well, and there are places where the cops are always going to take a little bit longer to get to it. The the cops deal. I mean, the, the problem with this is encouraging people to be vigilantes which is the name of the app i mean there's a there's a very
0: hard not to assume that there there was some encouragement to be vigilantes if that was the name of the app
1: yeah there's a there's a very thin line i don't know where the line becomes where you attempt to help somebody now it's easy if it's you know one guy you know beating up a woman or something and you are twice as big and you can take him and there's no weapon involved. Now if there's somebody with a gun, I don't know if the average person's going to want to run in and you know try to tackle the guy.
0: So there's well, a- the, the, the if if the average person we're strapping like should be true in this country.
1: Yes. Yeah. Then that, you, you know
0: then then. You know, it's it's funny. You go there are a lot of stories that you come out of. Usually, places like Texas, where you know somebody tries to rob a place, they pull out a gun, and immediately six other people in the store pull out a gun, shoot the hell out of him.
1: Yes, yeah, there was one, and I believe it was in uh, Chicago because the camera looked like it was out of uh, no, it couldn't be. There are no guns in Chicago. I know that was. uh, I looked like it was a UIC, which is University of Illinois at Chicago campus, where there was a guy sitting in his truck. And you see this other guy coming across the street and he goes to the window and he is knocking on the window. And then you can see he's got a gun in his hand and he's looking to, you know, carjack the guy. So he's like, you know, tap, 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 you know, kind of waving the gun like I've got a gun. Get out of your car. Well, the next thing you see is the truck door opens and a gun comes out of the truck and starts firing away. And it's like, oh, you picked the wrong truck. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not
0: feeling like being carjacked today. Thanks. Go yes. ahead and try the next one. Once you've had, you know, a hospital, look at that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is where people become a lot more law abiding and polite. If you think that every house you might break into every car, you try to carjack that the person might also have a gun. That yeah, is a great equalizer.
0: Pure incentives, which yeah. unfortunately there are very few people, especially uh, around where I am that understand the concept of of people follow incentives. So if I, I, enforcement doesn't work in a lot of cases, but if you change the incentives, it does. And if the incentive is, I know that every single house is required by law to be unlocked and cops are not allowed to chase me if I run away on foot. And so I can rob everybody. Or if the incentive is, uh, yeah, I, if I break into a house, I've got a 75% chance that the owner's got a gun next to their bed. Uh, I mean, it just changes the, the mental calculus.
1: Yes. And you're like, maybe I don't want to do that. But, uh, this was something that started in New York, this app, this concept, which, I mean, we know what's going on in New York. Um, there was a reason I'm not article- sure I do. <laughs> well, it, it's not good.
0: There was, oh, a I, re- I had, I had one more kicker about the, the citizen
1: story. Are you moving off? No, I was just going to mention that there was. Uh, there's not much more than the headline here, but the reason article, which was from the last week, New Yorkers are now watched by more than fifteen thousand surveillance cameras. So, I mean, talking about these apps, which are doing their own kind of surveillance, although adding in the ability for people to communicate, this is kind of like ubiquitous surveillance with a chat room, is what this app yeah. is, right? It's,
0: I mean, I, I, it's like London has been there for a few years, and yeah.
1: So what was the uh, what was the kicker?
0: Oh, uh the the re- and the reason that this actually came up on uh, in my news story last Friday um, during the Apple announcement where they were adjusting their App Store policy, there was one additional thing that they had put into the announcement, uh, the change of App Store policy is that now uh, no longer will they accept apps into the App Store for reporting crimes unless those crimes also include the participation of local
1: law enforcement oh i thought they if they meant unless the crimes could make apple 30 percent.
0: well they I, I, they, <laughs> they definitely have a lot they've got the facebook app so um that that's in there but uh yeah the i i don't have the policy written down correctly uh but apps that involve reporting crimes must involve local law enforcement in the reporting system now which is entirely targeted at the citizen app because the, the CEO uh, Andrew frame clearly did not think that cops should be involved in the feedback mechanism of, of people protecting each other. And uh, so they're either going to have to rework that and include local law enforcement in their reporting, or they're not going to be allowed into the app store.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, think this actually makes some kind of sense that if you're going to, you know, at least let the areas, like I said, our little town here just bought a couple of drones. But let's say that my local police department has the ability to and the manpower to get plugged into something like this app. If somebody comes onto this signal app or whatever it's called now uh, and says, oh, there's a whatever, there's a robbery going on here. Well, I think the police should get that information. I mean, you're reporting a crime. Why you would want this to go to just other people on the app, but not to the authorities. I don't understand because what are you going to do first? I mean, this again comes down to you're walking down the street in your town and you see, you know, three guys beating up a woman. Well, who do you want to go to first? Some random people that may or may not be there on the app or to the law enforcement. I mean, it would be nice if you could do both at the same time. And be like, oh.
0: I mean, if if you're being mugged or or otherwise becoming the victim of a crime, usually your top priority is I need the crime to not be happening right now. And at that point, I mean, if it's me, I don't care if it's a police or a bystander doing it. I'd like the crime to not be happening.
1: Right. So instead of people going to help, they're just going to their they're going to yeah. their app. Now, yeah, <laughs> not
0: helpful, by the way, is is somebody pulling out an app and live streaming my
1: he, mugging? Yes. Somebody like, oh, wait, um Mr. Mr. Guy there with the knife. Are you planning on just robbing yeah. her or raping her? I want to know. If I, do I need to put yeah. this down as a robbery or in a sexual
0: assault? And and can, can you turn a little bit so that the knife flashes? Yeah, it catches the light. Just OK, yeah, great. I wanna, I wanna I'm going to get viral. so many likes from this.
1: <laughs> Man, that is sick. And it's exactly where we are as a society right now, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Mr. Servo just said, yeah, this will get so many clicks. That's exactly, I think, what people go to. It is. And then so I'll put a link to this. My story on this was from NBC News, which I was surprised from NBC. Uh, the article looks like there were a couple of authors, David Ingram and Cyrus Farivar. But this was actually a very in-depth, good breakdown. I mean, this was like you're going, oh, wow, wait, NBC can do journalism. I was kind uh, of surprised. Actually, my
0: link is nbcnews.com dot com.
1: Yeah, Same. So, so uh, it might be the same article. And it was good journalism. I mean, this was not the so, usual. So we we'll make sure
0: we'll make sure to put that in the show notes twice.
1: Yeah. Not like three paragraphs like you would usually get with some very cryptic. And then they got the Bitcoin back.
0: No, this was a pretty powerful rundown on on what's going on in the app and what's been. You know, I, I only pulled out the parts that I wanted to rant about, but
1: <laughs> there's a lot there. Uh, and there was I mean, we could st- uh, give give a little something weird to end on today which uh, all right i've run. got an iot story or oh you got something in mind never mind yeah no this was uh i've run across this site a few times recently which is studyfinds.org, which is about you know people doing polls and that kind of thing but i thought this was a little bit bizarre and i wanted polls yeah polls you know not polls yeah not not the polish people i mean csb wanted me to let everybody know that a Poland was playing in some soccer match or something. I think they some call people it, are into doing polls. Yeah. Like football. They call it over there or something weird. I have, I have no idea. Um, it's,
0: it's with the accent. It's difficult to pronounce soccer.
1: Yes, it is. Um, half of young adults think one night stands will be a thing of the past. After the pandemic ends, thanks to quote <laughs> virtual intimacy. And I'm like, I oh, wait, is this again? Uh, I- are we this far down the rabbit hole? that I,
0: I i would venture to say half of young adults do not understand how courting works and yes if, if oh they got their heads out of their phone and went out and and did what their bodies had did want them to do and what humans have been doing for tens of thousands of years or or for four thousand depending on which record you follow um they they would start to realize that uh if for all of our technology and all of our changes you you don't you don't defeat hormones that easily.
1: No, I maybe you do. I don't know. It's a, a survey of 2,900 single or casually dating Americans between 18 and 40. The results were that more than half say they've turned to virtual sexual intimacy more than ever before. And okay, like, either
0: there have been some massive improvements in the peripherals available for these electronic devices. Or these kids have no clue what they're missing out on.
1: Yes. And uh, they're missing out on a lot because it says this includes relying on video chats 61%, sexting 54%, and phone sex 47%. And
0: you don't get the same kind of intimacy on a Zoom call unless you're Jeffrey Tubin. But
1: now, like, but see, this is the problem. This, this, the whole concept here was that they're seeing this as being more intimate. Than physical intimacy. Now that oh, they, we, we can be intellectually intimate I, 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 by I, having a Zoom at, call,
0: at the risk of coming across as an old fuddy duddy. You are. That's utter fucking bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would think, I would think so. Um, now the thing, as somebody who who has experienced the real thing, no, no, it's not. The person that uh, and this was a sponsored, of course by uh, plenty of fish which is a dating app but uh it says quote single spent the last year adapting and learning how to date from a distance by using technology such as video chats and live streaming to forge virtual connections with one another and see here's the thing virtual connection it's not a real connection it's a virtual connection understand being catfished Let's go are, back to. Are, the are they going
0: to be able to have create virtual kids and have virtual families and and <laughs> yes, continue the virtual species? It's in The
1: Sims. That's that's what we I, are. This is The Sims now. <laughs> this I, is what we've got going I, on. You know what
0: I'm getting out of this, and and I think we we already knew this. The that it was there is uh, that the you know you've got the it, it, to put this into the false dichotomy, the perpetual struggle again of left versus right. Um, the left have managed without most people's knowledge to corrupt an entire generation of kids, but the problem will be self resolving because the uncorrupted people who still go out and, and court each other the old fashioned way by getting drunk in a bar and then, and then not remembering the night or, or however it works with you. um Those people are going to be able to have actual children and continue the, the species and the, People who are forcing celibacy on themselves by become entering lifelong relationships where the only physical contact they have is a cat. And they say it's just as fulfilling to have an online. And you know what? Within a generation, they're all going to be not having kids. And therefore, I guess the species is saved.
1: Maybe or dying out. Depending which well, which I'm, aspect you're looking at, if you're Bill I mean, Gates. You got people,
0: people like Bemlet and Sir Spencer out there who are, are creating the next generation and teaching them right. I think that uh, we're, we're, like I said earlier, I am a perpetual optimist. The The species is going to do all right.
1: It says the pandemic is also driving you young singles to find intimacy within their own social circles. Why is this a surprise? With nearly half the respondents have had a friend with benefits in the past, 76% now save they've been in such a relationship since the pandemic began. And it says for 39% of those, their casual arrangements have progressed to official relationships. Like, well, then that's called dating. I don't know yeah. what the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, so they're following the hormones, I get it. Yeah, and then I, I thought it was great that a lot of them are turning to their roommates like, well, how many people had I I didn't realize this was such well, a big when, thing when
0: when your options are, uh, you know, oh, look, my real boyfriend is across the country and I can only see him on this tiny little phone. And I really, really need something. And there's only so many times the cat can satisfy me. So, hey, roommate.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I just didn't under. I didn't think there were that many like uh, straight male and straight female women just and, living together that just is roommates that seems like a well, weird to, who,
0: why why would you be so uh, i know homophobic as to assume they're straight yeah i don't know that's just me and I, more importantly you know when they turn to their roommates that's another opportunity to set up an only well, <laughs> well
1: yeah it's it's an internal all in one place business now, that's what I thought was funny, though. Weather now, engaging. Now, what if your
0: roommates are your siblings? Is that is <laughs> <That's> that still?
1: <laughs> that depends what state you're is in. Is that just keeping it all in the family? Yeah, if it's Alabama. Sorry, anybody <laughs> in Alabama. Um, you never know. Three's company says Digi Guru. Yeah, that was that was a TV show. I <laughs> just Digi. That is a television show. Now not, you're dating yourself. I know. I know. I mean, but then it really came down to, you know, Chrissy Snow or uh, Janet, whatever Janet's last name was. Nobody cares. Um Whether engaging in virtual sexual intimacy, turning to their roommates for a friends with benefit relationship, a dating trend we like to call room mating. (laughs) These people come up. I mean, like, really? It's yeah, we like to call it room mating or fulfilling their sexual needs by streaming steamy shows like Three's Company for DigiGuru or subscribing to adult entertainment platforms. The pandemic. Has been a challenging time for everyone, especially yeah, and, single. And they're
0: just finding new ways to make it more challenging. I love it.
1: Yes, yeah. It says as we prepare to transition out of quarantine, we look forward to ushering in this new era of sex, dating, and intimacy. No, Janet Wood. Well, how did, okay, how did I miss that one? Janet I am Wood. So glad that
0: I was born when I did, and don't have to. I like it. I'm I'm done with the dating scene. I've I've done what I needed to do. Uh, I I did. Yeah, I I had enough experiences in college without having any debilitating sexual diseases coming along with it. I I I don't I don't need to be involved in this scene, and I'm happy for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say you never know, you might have to go back to dating at some point. But then I thought, um, your wife vindictive. I mean, you're gonna be dead if you break yeah, up.
0: Yeah, I, I it, <laughs> It wouldn't work out if I ever started sleeping around. Then I'd, uh, you know, I'd wake up one morning with a severed Biden head in my bed or something.
1: That's pretty hardcore. Do not, do not anger Mrs. Bemrose. That's all I'm saying. That's I, all I'm saying.
0: Already, I've already woken up with a, uh, uh, you know, disassembled birds in my bed. But well, that
1: I don't a, think was her. That's because your cats wanted to bring you a toy to play with, or they, yes, just, or they all let their friends in. It's the way it works. Do you got anything else, or is that we can we, uh, can I, we exit? I,
0: you know what? I I feel like I can't top your story. I mean, it was great. I yeah. I have I have some bitching about Samsung, but it it'll keep. It's it, the the deadline on that isn't till June thirtieth.
1: I mean, just teach your kids that dating should be face to face. I think we talked about this before in Grumpy Old Bens I don't understand the. Well, we video chat. You know, I live in Florida and my boyfriend lives in Washington, but we video chatted, but we're dating. We've never met in person. I don't get that. That is beyond me. And I know that just means we're old. long
0: term relationships can work as long as they're temporary. Yeah. But it it, it has to be in person now. The other, now I feel old. The other- also, just letting you know, when you do get together in person, take off the
1: fucking mask. <laughs> yes, Yes. It's a, do not kiss with the mask on. That is not a good idea. That
0: is absolutely the most retarded millennial thing I've ever seen.
1: Oh, the the football player that didn't realize it was a guy. Maybe they were wearing masks. Um, (laughs) If you don't know that story, go back to the last one. It was
0: 2015.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe. The video chat, the sexting and phone sex. I just want to point out to everybody. All of those things can be recorded. So if you're engaging in them. You really then better trust because you can make a lot of money. Oh, that's yeah. not where you were going. No, I mean, well, again, if you're if you're attractive enough, which this is an equity, but of course you can make some money on an OnlyFans or something. I mean, if you're if you're a female, I don't think guys are making the same kind of money on OnlyFans, which is totally wrong. We want yeah, to be sexist. Yeah, we want to be part of the sexual revolution. Um, but yeah, just be aware that if you're going to do those things, they can be recorded. And used against you, well outside of a court of law. And
0: I missed the sexual revolution when I was when I was reaching <laughs> sexual maturity. It was it was the eighties where the the motto was "Gentlemen, stop your engines."
1: Yeah, there's Jonathan Brandmeyer, Chicago radio DJ legend, has a song called "Making Love" in the eighties where it's spelled A I D S eighties. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, it was not a good time to the the free love. Thanks, Fauci. Yeah, Fauci could have protected us all, but no, did he? No, that bastard. But hey, we'll find plenty more to complain about come uh, Friday. Today's Monday. The dates, they all just get mixed in. But we'll be doing another show on Friday, right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, we want to thank everybody for coming along live, noagendastream.com. And we hope you can join us again on Friday. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. I am coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where it don't matter how many people shoot each other as long as the cops weren't involved.
0: And from America's left coast, where I'll be going into hiding from the crypto hit squads. I'm Ryan Barberos.
1: The Zealot's gonna find you.